Welcome to Finish Lines and Milestones with Allie Brettnacher. Incredible stories and tales of triumphs with everyday people achieving their goals in fitness. This podcast brought to you by Athlete Bouquets. Celebrate finish lines and milestones of the people that you love by visiting athletebouquets.com. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Finish Lines and Milestones. This is Allie Brettnacher. And on this week's episode, I have my Instagram friend, Teddy Hayes. You can find her there at T-E-D-D-I, Teddy Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S-S. So Hayes with two S's on Instagram. Teddy and I have been Instagram friends for a while. We often chat back and forth about our love of Peloton, which is what we talk about a lot in this episode, although that is not the only thing we discuss. So even if you're not a Peloton person, you should keep listening. You can find her on Peloton at Theodorable, which is an adorable name. Her full name is Theodora. So Theodorable Hayes, H-A-Y-Z, over on, on the Peloton app. You will find that she is a badass and has over 1,200 runs, which is a milestone we discuss in this episode, along with a lot of other things, including her first marathon that was earlier this year and how she trained for that, a lot of which she did using using Peloton. So I really enjoyed having an opportunity to get to know one of my virtual friends a little bit better, and I do think that everyone will enjoy this conversation with Teddy. Hey, Teddy. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. It's so funny getting on a Zoom with somebody that you've only talked to on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. Like, and you're so personable online. So I feel like I kind of like, I I feel like I know your energy or at least, you know, what, whatever is on Instagram and stuff like that. So I'm just like, I I think we can hold a conversation, even (laughs) though we've never like actually met in real life. And you're, you're in out in Indiana and I'm, on the East coast in Jersey. I'm just like, Oh, I think we could do this. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. yeah. Anyone can come together over their shared love of Peloton. Oh my gosh. Yes. Isn't that the truth? So many people I'm, I, I could tell you more about that, but yeah, I, I like met some people out in the UK. If you're a part of a like little, little cult action, I guess I love, uh, <laughs> I love the undying loyalty everybody at Peloton has. So yeah. I feel like there's some of the listeners, certainly there are some Pelotoners on here, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anybody quite as, I don't know, serious, intense as people like us. I'll lump myself in, even Mm -hmm. though you're on the East coast. And so you get to go to the studio. I feel like all the time (laughs) I've been, I've been, so I feel like I have this like next level of love for Peloton. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've been to the studio. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. There are people who drive or travel more than an hour or two. Cause it's like an hour for me on a train, but hats off. I'm like, yeah, you get it. And you know, this is worth it. And I, I, I don't no judgment for me. I met a woman who flew in from Florida. She's like, yeah, I made a weekend out of it. I'm like, get, I'm like, get it girl. Like you do you. I love yeah. that. We'll yeah. My, my secret actually was traveling for work. So oh. if I'm being like, Super honest. I wanted New York territory because I do like traveling to New York City, especially being from the Midwest. It's just such a different vibe than here. And I just find it really fun to navigate the city on my own. And it was either that or San Francisco would have been my territory. And I didn't want to work Pacific hours. So right. 
And so then oh, yeah. when I had work trips into the city, I was like, okay, how do I get on a Peloton ride? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. and that was at the older studio that you, yeah. The what street was that on? I forget. 26. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. I never, I'd never gone to that one, but I, I love when, you know, you get the throwback photos of the uh-huh. studio and that's when you know the OG. So you're an OG. So I, like, the yeah. OGs went to the old studio. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my equipment before the pandemic, which was good. But before we talk too much, we could, we're going to talk a lot about Peloton on this episode, oh, just yeah. everybody. But before we do that, I want to get to know you a little bit better. And, you know, I've certainly seen what I've seen on Instagram, but that's about it. I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory, kind of who you are and, you know, then figure out how you got into running and to where you are now. So yeah, for sure. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for asking me to to come on here. I think you're doing really good on this podcast. Like, I feel like every so often you'll be like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I'm like, no, you're doing it right. Because <laughs> I, if I could click Spotify and tune into your podcast, I'm like, this is the real deal. It's legit. You're doing good. Like, I enjoy all the conversations. You've had some really impressive people with crazy stories on. So I'm just honored to to be part of that because I'm just like, oh, lowly old me. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, my name's Teddy. Full name's Theodora, which really nobody calls me that except for my mom. I'm from New Jersey, born and raised. I have been, uh, I've lived in all like corners of Jersey. So I feel like I'm pretty well-rounded in that way. You know, there is a central Jersey for those of you wondering if you've ever heard that rumor. Uh, <laughs> I work in IT. So that was something that you had said you had experience with. And I'm like, oh, fellow IT person. Um, I started in inside sales at a a VAR. And then I worked my way to being like a partner specialist, they call it. So I basically just helped sell Adobe to public agencies. To to your point of, you know, West Coast hours, that was my life for a couple of years. I was working like 11 to 8. Yeah. So I was, I was in the, you know, the trenches of the IT sales world and now, you know, it's, it's not as hectic, but you know, still, still pretty busy and ebbs and flows as, as you know, life and careers do. I'm from the shore of New Jersey originally. And right now I live in central Jersey and what else I'm, I was an English major in college, which, you know, the, was pretty much like, okay, I guess I got to get a big girl job now. And that's kind of how I landed <laughs> IT afterwards. I was like, okay, these student loans are not paying themselves. So let's, let's go ahead and do it. And yeah, I've, I've been working out with Peloton for a few years, but I've been working out in general pretty regularly since I was younger. Um, like 14, I started exercising a bit. I think that it was something that my mom's always been really active. And so I kind of grew up like going to the little kitty area of the gym with her. And um, as I got older, I was feeling, I think, more pressure to be in shape and stuff like that, or just felt like the right thing to do. So I was like, okay, let's start working out. So I started pretty young. Um, and yeah, I could dive into that too. Like the sort of like transition of, um, it was just like a once a week working out type of a thing. And feel like I'm rambling so I might pause no you're good I want to go back Uh, to the the Jersey shore from the shore yeah well and you said you love pop culture so I do so what is what was it like growing up on the shore like I feel like what I picture like true like gym tan laundry like somebody from the midwest that's all I know 
So you can be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I that's not real. Or you can say, yeah, that was, you know, pretty much why everyone was trying to work out and be in shape because you had to go to the shore and look good or I don't know. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't like right on the beach, but 10 minutes away, honestly. So, I mean, compared to some some people have to travel hours to get to the right. beach. So I'm I from Indiana. So that's like basically on the beach. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's actually funny that you bring up the gym tan laundry thing because <laughs> where that show was filmed, it was the beach right next to where I lived. And they actually, the third season of the Jersey shore filmed in the gym that I would go to. So I was in like the background of an episode at one point because oh I was just gosh. in the gym working out while they were there. And it was, it's really, it's a funny thing because people from my hometown, the, when Jersey Shore aired, everyone was very offended. They were like, this is not what it's like at all. And it was just like low key, it kind of was what it was like. And I think we were just kind of blindsided by it. Like the, the 2010s, early 2010s were very like fake tan, yes. hair pooped, oh body makeup, all of it. And um, yeah, and, and looking back now, I kind of see that. But now everybody has a lot of pride towards that show, which is really, really funny because it, it just did a complete 180 over the past you know, 10 to 10 or 12 years. But it was, um, I didn't really notice culturally how I was like kind of somewhat into like certain beachy things until I moved out. And then I went back and I was like, oh yeah, there are definitely certain things about my hometown that are different than other parts of New Jersey that are beachier. Like I've even been told, like I get highlights in my hair and people are like, you have like such beachy hair. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I just thought it was curly with highlights. Um, and yeah, so, uh, it was, it was really cool. Um, growing up right by the beach. I love being by the beach Mm -hmm. in the water and just like baking in the sun, like a rotisserie chicken is fabulous. But the working out and stuff, I felt like that was because I consumed so much television growing up, you know, like, you know how like the early thousands were all about the heroin chic look and the really low pants and stuff like that. So here I am like, 12 years old eating my like (laughs) strawberry shortcake like popsicles being like should I should I like be aspiring to this and then like kind of just like as I you know went through puberty and had crushes on boys that thought I was gross and had cooties and just like oh it just kind of like gave me this complex of like okay I guess I should start like working out now um that definitely played a part into it but yeah um I, I guess to your point though being by the beach probably was an element that I was subconsciously affected by as well. Yeah. Or just, I guess, being in a bathing suit more than normal. Although I guess growing up in the Midwest, we would go to the, I mean, we went to the neighborhood pool kind of stuff all the time. So I guess yeah. it was kind of similar, but you know, I'd also picture it giving you a wide variety of people to like people watching. I can only imagine on the shore in those oh, yeah. years. Oh my gosh, would have been so like people who are just like, yeah, I'm gonna wear whatever I want and it doesn't matter. But yeah, with the pop culture thing, you grow up kind of looking at these people being like, okay, that's what I that's what I need to do or like look like. So right. Yeah, that's that's really what it felt like, you know, and that's why with pop culture now, um, and just like body acceptance and everything, mm-hmm. I I love it so much. And I know that there are still you know, pressures and comparisons and comments that you'll hear, but it's much less like the other day I saw a video of an old commercial for like Yo Play, 
and it was somebody just thinking about all the things that they wanted to eat or looking at a slice of cheesecake. And instead the, the person's just like, oh, I'm just going to eat this cheesecake flavored yogurt <laughs> because I'm so good. And yeah. it's like those were the commercials that were yeah. so normal. And now it's it's much more inclusive. And I'm just so thankful for if I was, you know, 12 again now, I'm just like that would have been so revolutionary for me to not feel like. Yeah. like you know watching movies with j-lo looking perfect mm-hmm. but that's just j-lo so and now i know that but yeah yeah for her. <laughs> yeah do you have any do you have any siblings or are you an only child oh i do have an older sister okay. um she's six years older than me so when she went off to college that was like around the time when she could tolerate me a little bit more um so like by the time she was like chill with me and i wasn't just annoying her she was pretty much out of the house uh, but we do, you know, we hang out t- together now as adults, but it was funny, like all those formative years, I felt like an only child because it was just me and my parents. Yeah. Yeah. That would be tricky a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. weird. On when you kind of need her of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, so she's very like unconventional. She never really wanted to fit the mold of big sister. Like, I feel like we're more like peers at this point. And again, that might just because we developed a closer relationship as we were older. Um, But yeah, she never like felt like this onus of being my big sister. She's like really just kept to herself and then, you know, hung out with her friends and went to work at the the movie theater and the extent of our relationship was like I think she would take me to the boardwalk to get fudge and then (laughs) sneak me into a movie or something and then that was like what I remember and then when I was older I would visit her she actually went to NYU so she was in the city okay Um, so I would get to go a lot and and hang out with her for a weekend and she would just you know she'd take me to all, all these fun like restaurants and stuff and like like make me a margarita don't tell my mom uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was like really cool yeah really cool. yeah I, I am always and I you may have heard me say this before because one of my guests Mary was out on the on the east coast and would go into Manhattan when she was in high school and I was just like the whole culture of that is so foreign to me I mean even now being able to you know get, jump on a train and in an hour be in the city is so cool. Do you go all the time? Yeah. It's um uh it it's funny. I feel like I took it for granted a lot because where I went to college too was 20 minutes away from the, the city. It was okay. like a 25 minute train ride from the city. And I I uh I didn't go as much as I thought I did, but I definitely go more than I think I I, I appreciated. So between my sister going to New York when I was younger and then you know even just living up near North Jersey just going out for a day or an afternoon or spontaneously like I have done that before um but I feel like a lot of people I know really only go in when they have a reason to like if it's for a special event or really now I go in when I want to go to Peloton yeah Uh, (laughs) and I go in by myself and I have a great time it's to your point it's so fun like navigating the city is so it's it's hectic and it's draining, but usually in really good ways. Yeah. Like we were, I went there with a couple of friends a couple of weeks ago and you, you just, all the smells and like, it's just like hustle and bustle of people. It's, it's a lot, but it's like nowhere else in the world. You know, I, when I was in London, I was like chatting with a girl on the bus and I was like, you have to go to the New York city. Yeah. And it was just so, yeah, yeah. Just, you just have to go. It was just funny kind of comparing 
to Peloton Studios New York to the one in London. We'll have to get into that. But wait, don't yeah. give too much away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when did you get into running? So you were you were exercising kind of through high school. Was that, did you run at all before or did so, that come later? Yeah. So like, I, to be honest with you, I was never a runner when I was younger. I kind of brainwashed myself into thinking that I couldn't run because I have asthma. So I remember distinctly running the mile in sixth grade and it was kind of chilly out. And I don't know if you get like kind of coffee when you kind of like, or your, your chest gets a little tight when you run in the cold. It definitely happens to me having asthma. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just never be able to run. And I would try and run here and there when I was in high school, but I was strictly like, a, you know, Stairmaster, elliptical bike girl. Um, and then later on, I, I realized that I could get this thing called an inhaler <laughs> and I was like, oh, I could just get an inhaler. And I sort of, uh, I was kind of, you know, going through ebbs and flows of how I was exercising. And I got to this point after college and starting my new career and after a breakup. And I was like, really hoping to just like change. It felt like a pivotal time for change. So I was like, you know what, let me just try and run. And I'll put no pressure on myself because numbers sometimes aren't really my friend, right? So, you know, to backpedal to like starting my exercise journey, I did suffer an eating disorder in high school the, the whole time pretty much. And, you know, I was really uh, related to some of what Renee had spoke about a couple yeah. of weeks back with her experience and mine again was a little bit different because it was really just driven by the why of me just being like I feel like I'm not good enough and this this seems like the right thing to do like culturally and you get so much approval losing weight and things and I I didn't really understand that it was about confidence I was just sort of executing the control piece of it which is your symptoms of you're restricting or you're binging and purging so when I was younger, I was restricting. And then I thought I could just kind of turn it off once somebody told me, no, this is a problem. And then it goes to binging and purging because your body's so confused. And then, you know, you have the exercise piece too, where it's just like, you want to look a certain way, but then you have this weird relationship with food, which is this thing that you can't not eat, obviously yeah. just you yeah. need fuel. And then you kind of go to this, you're at this really weird crossroads of things and how to handle it. And finding that balance had taken me a really long time um, and still is like finding balance is yep. difficult. But after, you know, a while I got better footing in college with things, um, my symptoms had subsided significantly, you know, post high school and getting a lot of help, but still wasn't running too much, even though I had tried here and there for like 10 minutes or something, I would just go mm -hmm. for a little run. So I think that I was leery of running because of the whole like, well, how fast am I going to go and how long is it going to be? And I, once I was at this pivotal point, post-college, new job, fresh slate, I was like, let's just try, no pressure. And I was running about, you know, like two miles maybe for a few weeks. And then I would run like three miles and it was like pretty slow pace, you know, but I was doing it and I felt really good about that. And so I kind of continued doing that. And once COVID rolled around, I couldn't go to the gym, right? No one of us could go to the gym. I had last minute brought dumbbells from Walmart and I was working out a little bit in my living room. 
and then just going on runs. And that was really when I was running a lot. And I was like, wow, this is kind of interesting. But I would never consider racing at that point because, again, I was so scared of putting pressure on myself mm-hmm. and just holding myself to a number because I didn't want to go down that hole of like, you know, anything. Like, I don't yeah. even, I don't weigh myself anymore. I try not to count calories. Like, numbers yeah. terrify yeah. me. But they are, you know, obviously when you're racing and things like that, there's something to look at because right. you want to track yourself to a degree. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I had never considered racing. I was just running to run. And then I kind of got into a bit of a rut and I was in a relationship that was like, it was what I'd wanted, but it didn't feel right. And I don't think I wanted to acknowledge that. And I was like living at home with my parents because I just had to financially um, uh, at the time. So I felt like a bit of a loser, even though there's nothing wrong with that. I just think I was being hard on myself and the inside sales job was just rough, but I still had my running, but I felt like I was in a rut. And then I was doom scrolling on my phone one day and I saw the 60 day trial of the Peloton app. And I was like, you know, why don't I just try this? I've heard about it. It's been advertised on another podcast that I really like. Um, I've heard people at my, you know, in my job praise it. And I was so curious because I don't know if you remember their old commercials were so elusive. Like the Christmas commercials for the Peloton were always just like, it's the Peloton sitting there with a bow on it. And then mm-hmm. like a husband or wife just like sneaking down the stairs in the middle of the night and just like <laughs> riding it really quick before Christmas actually happens. And I'm like, what is this thing that's so addicting? So I downloaded the app and I didn't realize it was like more than just the bike. And that's when I found that out. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I'm able to not only physically challenge myself, but what really got me was the instructor's mentality and the mantras and all of that stuff that I would like be in tears working out because I was just so in this place of speaking horribly to myself that speaking kindly to myself you know what I mean was just so jarring and like I was just like (laughs) I can think this way about myself and and I can you know I could be like nice to myself like this like this is okay like someone I admire says that it's okay if I can only work out 10 minutes today because you know in my mind it was like if you're not working out for an hour what's the point oh been there yep yeah right so it's like so that started and I took a Bex Gentry class. I think it was a progressive run in like March of 2021. And she was talking about her first race or, or run that she went on. And then she had knit a, like a hat for her cat or something afterwards and took a selfie. And she was just describing this like gorgeous course of this race. And that was the second seated planting of my mind of like, maybe I could like run races. And Mm -hmm. then I had signed up for a 5k for like the next month. And I had went through a really hard breakup in the relationship that wasn't even meant to be anyway, which is whatever. But the thing about it was it was like two days before that, that 5k and that decision to still run and not just wallow, I think was so important. Because it was one of the first times where I'm like, I believe in myself, even though things feel crap and hard. And I like did, you know, it's just a 5k, right. But it, it just meant so much more to me. And that's when I started being like, I can do this. 
for real. Like I can go to 10K and then I did. And then I can go to a half marathon and I did. And then I could go to the full marathon. And I was just like, yeah, I just kind of ran with it. And it was so, it's, it's just been so empowering. Like Peloton and running have just been so revolutionary in how I speak to myself and the ways I believe in myself. And I just can't, uh, yeah, I can't express like how wonderful it is and how not judgmental the community is. You know what I mean? Like we're, you know, it's a competitive community, obviously to a degree, but the amount of, you know, support and love and to your point, nobody also cares. Nobody cares. what you run you know what I mean like they're like good for you but it's like at the end of the day like if you're comparing yourself it's just you letting yourself be in your head type of a thing um and yeah all of that has just been amazing yeah I man there's there's a lot I relate to in there Teddy for sure yeah when when you did your first run did you do it at a gym on a treadmill? Did you do it? Like where, how did you, how did you do the first run on the app? I was at the gym. I was a part of LA fitness at the time. Okay. And I, I think I just plugged in a, I think it was like a 20 minute Jess King run or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I was like, Oh, this is, this is kind of cool. And it, it took me a while like to, except especially Jess King she could be really intense and I actually when I met her I told her that too I was like I was like I hope you don't take this the wrong way but it took me a while to like be able to accept the things that you were saying because she's like because you weren't ready to hear them and I was like yes I really wasn't like (laughs) I wasn't ready to hear them yeah I know it's funny we during the pandemic I along with a couple other people had this group called ride and raise where every month we would get together and we would get on a zoom and we'd pick a live ride and we'd get on and do it. Well, for whatever reason, whenever we decided it was always a Jess King ride. And I was kind of like, at first I was like, Ugh, you know, not, Ugh, that sounds bad, but I just, she wasn't for me. I, I understand what? what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some, same with some of the other people that were kind of like, okay, well it works in the time that it works. And so we want to do a live ride. So that's what we're going to do. And for anybody not familiar with Peloton, you don't have to join at a certain time. They do have on demand where you can just go in the library and pick one, but they also have a live schedule, which is fun because you can actually like engage with other members, see things real time and, you know, get a shout out sometimes. But anyway, I, she really grew on me too. Like I now really yeah. like her, really like her. Um, yeah. But it, yeah. it is some of that. And actually my sister, I'm the oldest of three girls. So I have two younger sisters and my sister, Casey, the middle one, she makes fun of Peloton, but she has a bike. So, and she probably, okay, that's a pretty, that's a, Hey, like, it's like, I feel like that gives her right to make fun of it, but also gives us right to make fun of her for making fun of it. Right. Because it's, it's not a cheap piece of equipment. Like you, for you sure. It's for like, it, what are you doing? <laughs> like, um, I visited her recently and I had to like plug it in and set it. Actually, I couldn't even use the bike because my husband owns my account, which is a whole nother thing, but I had to use my phone and the bike. Anyway, it was uh. the first it had gotten some use in a while, but that's also because she just had a baby. But anyway, oh, she makes yeah. fun of like the mantras and stuff, like all the, you know, the, what they say. And it can be, mm-hmm. It is really intense. And if you're not in the mood for it, perhaps, yeah, you can be like, oh my gosh, this again. But I think it is really powerful and you kind of take from it what you want to, Mm -hmm. because it is really the thing I like about it as well is it's your workout. You do whatever you want, right? You don't have to do what the instructor says. You can go harder or take it easy, which is hard for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But 
when you're ready to hear it. They just, there's a lot there. So I agree with that. So do you have, do you have a bike and or tread now? I do. I have the bike now. I, that's nice. my I was going to say that looks like the thing. screen I can see on the zoom. It's, yes. That's yes. Right. It's right okay. there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I do have the bike. I would love the tread, but I, first of all, I live in an apartment, so I just don't think that that's realistic. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like thump, thump, thump on the yeah. second floor. Yeah. But, and it's, it's also like, it's an expensive piece of equipment. Yes. Not that I wouldn't splurge on it because I money's worth would totally be there for me. Um, but yeah, I don't have the tread. So I was just going to my previous apartment had like a little fitness center. So I would just use my phone there and their tread and I'll do the same thing. I'll just join a gym or just do the outdoor runs. I even do the indoor runs outdoor too, because it's like, I just have somebody in my ear and some music to listen to and motivation. Yeah. But I do, I, I have the bike now. I got the bike about a year and a half ago. Okay. And I use it, I feel like more for strength, stretching, yoga than I do riding it, at least when I'm in season running, you know, Uh, I have been using it a lot more since my marathon, just because a myriad of things happened that kind of set me back from how many miles I was doing. My ankle was messed up. Um, I was, I went on vacation and then I was, I got COVID and then I moved. So uh, I feel like I've been using it a lot more just because it's right here. And if I do want to just get that 10, 20 minutes in, I can yep. do that, um, which is fabulous. And yeah, I, I love having the bike though. And what is your, what is your leaderboard name? I should know this, but I don't, is it your just, no, it's okay. just Teddy Hayes or is it something else? It's Theodorable Hayes, which I feel really bad. I like kind of made it complicated, but yeah, my, one of my art teachers in like middle school oh. called me Theodorable. So it's yeah. Theodorable Hayes. Oh, we might not even be friends on Peloton then. I, I don't know. I feel like I might've followed you. I don't remember now. I'm, I, if I see somebody post oh, yeah. their, yes, I was going to say, if I see someone post their um, leaderboard, I usually try and get yep. a follow. Yep. And okay. And so there's a lot I want to cover because I want to make sure I'm trying to figure out what we do first. We should talk about your marathon or should talk about Peloton. Let's just keep going down the Peloton rabbit hole for a bit. And then I'd love to hear about your first marathon, but you just celebrated 1200 runs, which is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I was so excited, especially, you know, getting to celebrate in studio that was my first true in-studio run. I say that because I tried to get into a Bex run. Um, I was waitlisted and everybody online was like, yeah, you'll definitely get in. And I <laughs> definitely didn't get in. But what was great was the, the time I was there previously, um, a woman in a showroom told me that uh, if you don't get in, they'll just let you use the showroom equipment and then you could go meet the instructor. So that's what I did that day. I just ran the the run up in the showroom and then I just went and met Bex afterwards. That's nice. Which was fine. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't the full studio experience, but it was like pretty much the studio experience. Um, and I got to meet her, which is amazing. And yeah, she was incredible as she just generally is. But that was like, I want to say two weeks before she gave birth. 
I was going to say, I saw the picture of you guys and she was very pregnant. <laughs> she was very pregnant and she was still just killing it. I'm like, oh my goodness. I, and I have to say, this is like kind of an aside, but not because it's Peloton related. The Peloton platform has made me appreciate motherhood so much more than I could have ever comprehended before. The fact that people can run like that pregnant or just fit in a run post pregnancy like like I I give you a lot of props because you have two kids and you kill the run game like you're you know doing all your races and and you. you know volunteering and everything and even biking and stuff like that like it just gave me such an appreciation for just making the time um while still mothering and just being badass yeah yeah I mean it goes to show you can if it's important enough you can always figure out a way to squeeze it in there but yeah Yeah. the whole like working out while pregnant thing too is like yeah the the instructors I feel like take it to a whole nother level anyway Mm. yeah but it is nice too that they now offer um actually when I was was it when I was pregnant my second must have been my second um was when I was pregnant while Robin was pregnant so that was kind of fun because then they started doing Ah. the prenatal stuff Although like, I'm not, I don't need prenatal. I can still do the regular stuff, but I, yeah, anyway, that's the competitive part of me, but it's nice for, for people who are trying to stay active. But, um, so tell me, I want to learn more about logistics. Like I want to talk a little bit about logistics of these studio visits, because I feel like it's a whole thing. It's, it is a whole thing because if you're, so you also have to make sure that, you know, okay, you're going to celebrate your milestone in studio. You've got to get enough runs in and then like not run at all, or you've got to like delete some. So how did you do that for London? Like, how did you orchestrate getting up to that 1200th run to celebrate there? So I feel like that was partially luck because there have been other instances when I was very meticulous with where I was in my, you know, number of runs and then trying to get into the studio that I think was because I actually wanted to go to the studio the weekend after I ended up going, uh, which would have given me more time, but I couldn't because the class was booked and then it was the German takeover weekend. So they didn't have any, it was like Susie wasn't running for Saturday, Sunday. So I ended up going the weekend prior and making a day trip to London by myself from my boyfriend's home city. So um, I, what I, what I had done was I and I hope that people don't think it's cheating because I honestly don't think it is. I was doing a lot more cool down and warm up runs. Yeah. To, you know, or just making, instead of doing one 30 minute run, I was doing two 15 minute runs Yep. Um, or something like that. Yeah. I was just beeping up like that way and just making sure that I could make that work. Yeah. And then if I got too close and I wanted to run again, like I would just get close enough, like two runs off or one run off. And then if I was like, okay, I want to go for a run, I will like delete it. Yeah. And then it'll, like, reach yeah. Get me. yeah. So I do, I do strategize that um, so that it, it lines up with what I want. And I figure it, it all, it all like rounds out eventually. Right. Like I don't, well, and nobody cares. Pull. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whatever. People, there are people just, in the, so the, you said, before when describing the Peloton community, that's so great, like non-judgmental until you post something on the Facebook group, then Mm -hmm. there's just some weird people in there that are nuts and will like be mean for no reason. But yeah, I feel that's how, that's why I asked about the strategizing and logistics, because it is kind of tough and tricky to get it to be the timing 
right because you don't want to yeah I don't like deleting runs and I don't like doing short runs but it's like you got to do you know in order to have it line up it's you got to got to make it work it's definitely not cheating because it is I mean that's how yeah, people do 5,000 runs for goodness sakes like how I mean I don't know I don't yeah yeah 45 minutes you know so right there's certain yeah there's certain milestones like that you hear that I'm like how did you huh. even do that? Like, yeah. it, do you it, live on no, your, it's not even been like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's not even out that long. Like, yeah. But yeah, that, that's like a whole nother level that I'm just, I would never, you know, aspire to do. I just don't have the time, but you definitely do. Like there's definitely those runs where I'm like, I don't want to run for 15 minutes. I'd rather just do 30 and not have to take my phone out again or start another class. Cause then you have to listen to the warm up again. And I'm like, I'm already warm. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But it's just like a little, just a little uh, adjustment to make so that it lined up in studio was well worth it. Susie was really nice about it. Like before the class started, she was kind of going around saying hi to everybody. And she was like doing her little walk and she got this stuff. She's like, the adorable is, I'd like to work with you. And then she kind of said like 1200 months. And I was just like, thank you, Susie. Like that means so much. Uh, This is super exciting. I still Um, haven't taken the class. But anyway, I will, I will. I just haven't, I looked, I made sure I looked because I'm like, wait, did I miss it? But I need to go back and take it on demand because I couldn't take it live. I was so bummed. Um, Uh, How did you sign up? Like how far in advance do you have to sign up for a class to do it in the studio? Yeah. So, so here's the tea and New York is, oh my gosh, impossible. Like I can't even really get into a New York class anymore. Uh, The first few times I went were like just luck. So the first class I went to, it was their soft opening and they had sent out a survey for people in the tri-state area. I think they must have ran some sort of metrics to see how often you use Peloton or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was sent the survey because I guess I met whatever parameters and then they kind of asked you like, what instructors do you like and what kind of class would you want to do and those t- sort of things. And then I was invited to a Justin strength class. And that was the first class back with members so that was so exciting because I absolutely adore that human being she was just so dazzling and amazing and so kind and she had asked us like what if if there was something that you you know struggle with like form wise and I was like yeah the Turkish get up because that is just such a complex movement yes it is yeah and she was like oh I'll help you after class and after the class she had like went back um into the locker rooms but she had remembered what I had asked and she actually called me back down from the locker room and like laid on the floor in the middle of the studio to show me how to do a Turkish get up. It was the sweetest thing ever. I was like, you don't have to do this. And she was just like, no, 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 form's important to me. And I was like, okay. So that was cool. Yeah. And then the, the second time it was something similar. It was like still part of the soft opening. And then one of the other times I had just, so every Monday or no, excuse me, it used to be Monday, every Thursday at 12 Eastern, the website opens for you to book a class with the credit. If you go on the website at like 11.15, 11.30, there's already a queue of 2000 people waiting on the website for the New York, because it's that fast. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So I had just randomly gotten lucky when they had switched it from the Monday to the Thursday, I just like was like, okay, let me just hop in and see if I could happen to get a class. And I went straight to the website. Like I forewent the the queue because I I don't think that they set it up or something. So I got in a class that way. And that was very lucky. 
um, and it does not happen to me anymore. And then otherwise, like you can go on and try and do the wait list. And really, more often than not, you probably can get in. I remember last time I was in the studio, there was a gentleman there who was a Manhattan resident and he kind of was like, oh yeah, like this is like my third class with Hannah this month or whatever. Yeah. I just like go on the wait list and stuff like that. Like I just kind of overheard him saying that he just hovers the wait list, but it's a big commitment for people who travel in. So yeah. Yeah. And it's again, a risk that you might not get in. Like, yeah. but I, I was comfortable with the in-studio thing. Um, like, just riding in the showroom so the one time I went in and on a wait list and that happened I was like this isn't the end of the world I still met Bex but would I prefer to have a guaranteed spot probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah I so back in the times that I was in studio so I haven't been to New York City since the pandemic which has been a while <gasps> so I know oh. and um I need to get back but um but I went Gosh, I'm trying to think of the year. It must have been 20. Well, I had my daughter in 2017. It must have been 2018. 2018, I went a few times to the studio, but it was like the studio wasn't like it is now. It was like this tiny little, it, it, it was like a spin studio, like any other place you would go, like a cycle bar or a soul cycle. It's just the tiniest thing. You would never know that when you go in the class, like it's like a studio production. It was just like the same kind of thing. You check in, you get your shoes. There's like a bar for, smoothies and snacks and then you just kind of wait around until it starts which was really cool to be able to experience kind of the like you said OG experience so I've gotten oh, to yeah. ride um it was this was before the treadmill because they had a different studio for the tread then so I never did a run uh in studio just the bike but I got to see um Allie a couple times because of course my name's Allie and then she spells it the same. So I'm like, we're the same. Yeah. I got to go. And then Alex is the other one that I've been in. And I was in the front row and I swear he's like sweating on me. And I was just like loving every moment of it because like, I'm like, yes, you can sweat on me. I don't care. Yeah. And then Allie, the first, the first ride I did in studio, I actually like kicked myself still. And it's weird that I think about it still, but I had, for some reason, I think I had a call for work. And so I had my husband, I'm like, Zach, you got to get on the website because like, unless I am on right away, like I won't be able to get my spot. And so he helped me sign up and he's like, which seat do you want? And I wanted to be in the center, which isn't, you want to be in the front row. You don't, it doesn't matter if you're in the center. So I ended up being in the second row in the center when I could have been in the front row. I'm an idiot. Uh, so I still think about that, no. which is kind of weird, but I at least got to go back and be in the front. Anyway, it's such a cool thing because it's like meeting a celebrity, right? I mean, it really is you've met so many of them and I feel like meeting Susie would have been amazing. What's oh the gosh. difference would you say between New York, London? So I feel like the, the main difference that I think a, a member would experience is that there are no gendered like bathrooms and locker rooms. So it was like the shower area the showers were gorgeous in the London uh, studios. I preferred them to the New York ones because they were an actual stall where it was like you, you go in, there's like a dry area, and then you step into a shower behind yep. another wall. Okay. So you can have all your stuff in there, and it's very private, floor to ceiling door and stuff like that. And it's cool because when you lock it, like the outside of the door will glow red or like if it's open, it's green. And I think it's that private because it's, you know, all gendered. That was the biggest difference that a member would probably see that and 
the I suppose the space itself was kind of staggered in that the locker rooms are downstairs and like the studios was upstairs. But Peloton Studios New York is similar in that there's like two studios downstairs or excuse me. Yeah, no, all the studios are pretty much one level minus like a few steps. Uh, and then the locker rooms are male, female. Um, but I did really enjoy the, the showers at the at the London studios. They have the most amazing soap, too. Oh, <laughs> Random aside, Europe, but, yeah. Just Europe in general. Yeah. So amazing. So you mentioned um, your boyfriend. So does he does he live there or just from there? He's from England. He's from Bristol. So it's like, it's like an hour West. Um, So that is where I took a coach from his home city to London, which was about a three hour bus ride each way, but it was so worth it. Did you you schedule your run around the trip with him or vice versa? Uh, the, around the trip with him. So okay, yeah, yeah, he had, a, we had like a family trip that we were doing and I was like, okay, you have to understand I'm going to, <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'll go. By yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I, he was just like, yeah, I'm not going with you. I'm like, you don't have to. Cause he's not really a huge fan of London, but I'm like, I will go and live my dream. <laughs> he knows how much I love um, Peloton. I'm, I like, I like forced him to start taking classes. <laughs> so every day he'll take like two 10 minute classes at least. Yeah. Um, he, he likes, yeah, the strength classes he'll like take and just stream on the TV. And I'm like, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Converting. it. laughs> yep. yeah, my husband only did classes during the pandemic. So once the pandemic was over, he's really more of like an in-studio person, which mm-hmm. I understand. So that's okay. But he needs to put the account in my name. Damn it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I couldn't anyway. So, okay. So how, let's see how much time we got. Not a ton of time. I'm so jealous that you met Susie too. She's my favorite. So who are your favorite instructors though? Tell me that. Oh, yes. So, I mean, yeah, right now I think Susie is also my my favorite. Um, but I do have a special bond to Jess Sims and Bex Gentry because they were my, pretty much my go-tos when I first started. And they were my biggest just like support and like kind of getting out of like what felt like a really like big rut of life you know so Jess Sims her all of her mantras like speaking on making fun of mantras yeah I love them so much like yeah they're absolutely incredible and then Bex is just I I still adore her so much she's just such an impressive person and she's she's so unique to me because I think that at first I didn't want to like her I think I was very intimidated by her. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if I like you, but then I kept taking her classes. I'm like, I guess I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, she's like so challenging. And then, you know, she kind of like reveals her personality here and there, like throughout the classes. And I just think she's such an interesting person and very tactical and a, a great coach, great, yeah. yes. you know, technical great coach. So um, those, those are probably my three favorites, but I mean, it's weird. Like, I feel like I really love them all. It's just, there's people that I take more than I don't take. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, I don't take, a, I actually don't take a lot of Allie Love's classes, but when I do take her, I enjoy them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just stuff like that. Yeah. It's funny. I don't take her as much anymore. I don't yeah. know. It is weird. Like there's just certain people that are, 
my go-tos for certain things. And now I work with a running coach and she programs Peloton for me. So she'll be like, okay, today, like yesterday, do a hit and hills ride. 45 minutes. I'm like, okay. So I go in filter, find the hit and hills that are 45 minutes. And then I kind of look and see, okay, what do I want to do? And I actually did, um, Oh, a Sam Yo. I love Sam Yo is like low key. So good for yeah. me because at first I didn't think he would be able to like motivate me. Cause he's just so chill, really like chill. very soft spoken, yeah. quiet, but there's just something about him that like, yeah, mm-hmm. I just really like him. So anyway, that's what I did yesterday, but Um, I do, I'm kind of all over the board. And so it depends, like I won't go scrolling forever to find a class. So kind of whatever pops up, like I'll just choose between a few and then go from there. And I feel like some of the, like Allie and Cody, like the OG instructors, like aren't on the schedule as much, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they don't have as many classes anymore. I don't know. I don't really pay attention. Yeah. I feel, I, I know what you mean because it's like, Sometimes I don't want to be, you know, paralyzed by indecision because that yeah. happens to me very easily. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, okay, this fits what I need. It's 20 minutes. It's pop songs. And I, I, yep. I like this person right. generally like, so yeah. quick start yeah. or I'll be here for 20 minutes. Just, just choosing a class. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, going back to you, that's so cool that your running coach will program Peloton runs for your training, because yeah, nice. I was going to say, I'm embarrassed that I don't really understand the like training um, breakouts, like, you know, like 200 meters X this time at pace. Oh, blah, right. blah, like, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. I'm like, what does that mean? So <laughs> I, like I did all my training. I would get like the training packet. I got the training packet that came with my registration for my half marathon. And then for my full marathon, I downloaded um, Run With Hal. So it's like the Hal. That's what I did for my first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I just like supplemented with Peloton classes. And I don't know if that was good or bad. Like, I mean, some of it you can kind of figure out like, okay, I was like, I think that this is more sprint work. So I'll do like a hit class. Yeah. But then I don't know if it's really the appropriate dosage. If I was, I felt like I kind of over trained in running and didn't cross train enough. Right. Yes. Marathon mm-hmm. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm glad you brought that up. Cause it's a good segue to talk about your actual races. So you've done a half marathon. Well, so you said you've done 5k, 10k half and full. Wh- where did you do your half and your full? Um, my half was, um, the NYC runs, not New York Roadrunners, uh, Brooklyn. Okay. Um, so it was in April of 2022. And then the Jersey City Marathon I did in April of 2023 as my fall this year. Yeah. I remember seeing it's your yeah. first marathon. So you trained, did you train primarily with Peloton classes or wait, you said you used HAL. So would you, I do, used HAL. would you do Peloton classes for the distance or would you just kind of go out and go the distance or how did you, how'd you do that? So, yeah, I mean, whatever the Run With How app would say, and again, I probably did this terribly wrong, so anybody who's an actual technical runner might judge me, but if it was, like, whatever Hal said, you know, like, six miles of what seemed to me to be, like, sprint work, but, you know, the first two were a warm-up and whatever, um, I would just kind of, like, stack Peloton classes that kind of to me fit that mold. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, on the longer long run days, I would stack Peloton classes. So those 75 minute classes that dropped were just 
amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So nice. So nice. Um, And yeah, I did the same thing pretty much for my half marathon too. I used Peloton the whole time. And did you do it like a mixture of inside and outside then? I did. So I would usually run the midweek runs, speed work and stuff like that inside early in the morning before I worked. And then, you know, cause it's winter and mm-hmm. it's like pitch dark outside. And also I hate running in the cold. It hurts my lungs. Yeah. Um, but I would try usually to run my long runs outside if the weather was decent, just because running on a treadmill for more than, I would say like more than 10 miles is yeah. torture. Yeah. 10 miles is like 10 to 12. I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. But once, once you hit 10, it's like, get me out of here. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Cause it's like over a movie. I was like, if I can watch a movie, cause I actually, when I do have done long runs on the treadmill, I don't do classes and okay. mainly because I don't want to ignore the classes. And so if I'm just doing like, uh, it's like 10 miles easy or whatever, I don't know, maybe, maybe when I train for my next marathon, I'll tell my coach like, Hey, like stack some random, like if you want me to do a certain type of workout, maybe like just give me some ideas on how I could do that with classes um, versus just doing the workout. But it's funny you say like the HAL app and like the fact that there was different types of workouts, because when I used the HAL Higdon training, it was like, it just said Monday, three miles, Tuesday, four miles, or like whatever. There was like no, so all I ever did when I first started running was just like the, the mileage and that was it. And I would run as fast yeah. as I could for that distance. And then that was that. So now I feel like, you know, I'm training so much better and smarter with a coach because I actually now train the right way with a variety of workouts and a hell of a lot of easy miles, which it seems like you're kind of like me in the, the competitiveness side, or at least like competitive with yourself. For me, it's like going easy has been really hard at times, but I've grown to love having easy miles. Cause it's just like, I don't have to worry about it. I can just enjoy the miles yeah. and not have to beat up on myself if I'm not feeling good and I can't hit a certain pace or whatever, like you said, numbers, cause numbers can really get in your head. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I know. I wholeheartedly agree. Like the, at even, yeah. So the, how I done the, the free training charts, like what you said, that just kind yeah. of the blanket, like do this, do this, do this. Those are there, but I guess, I don't know. The app must've been, I think it's newer, like as of the last two years. Okay. Or yeah. It's like a $5 a month thing. Because gotcha. I'm like, I would love a coach, but I, I just, I'm just would want to find one. I think I found one online actually through Instagram that I might, I might invest in, in him for like six weeks just to see how it is. Um, yeah. But I'm just like, I, I don't have like right. $200 extra expensive. like every yeah. few weeks to, yeah, to spare, but I would love one because I feel yeah. like it would make me stronger. Um, but the, what I liked about the Hal Higdon app was that it, did built it built in the recovery runs and something else giving me permission to run slower which I think is the same way as what you're saying is like so important and I think that that feedback I've been seeing a lot online lately too of people just you know all these runners on Instagram being like yes most running is like in the 11 minute mile range what my marathon is like a my Boston qualified or whatever and I'm like oh that's how it works like I yeah. didn't know I thought, yeah exactly I was like oh wow yeah, yeah. So, it does feel so good and it it reminds and even now like I I've been feeling guilty about running much less than I was you know when I'm training and stuff 
But even now, like just getting kind of back into stuff, it reminds me of how I felt when I started running, which was don't put pressure on yourself. Just put music that you like on and move with the music in a way that feels good. And that's why I fell in love with running in the first place. It was meditative. It was a release. I could daydream. I could, you know what I mean? I could just Mm. sweat out all this like gunk in my body, in my mind. And when I, when I focus too much on like, well, you know, two years ago, I would run faster than this in this same kind of course, Uh, the same type of year. Like, what does that mean about me? Like, it doesn't mean anything. Shut up. Just do it. (laughs) Just run. Like all the, you know, inspirational memes that are like, you're lapping the person on the couch or like a 10 minute mile is just as far as a six minute mile. And it's like, well, it's all true. And it, it is like, you're moving your body. But yeah, I have to say that to myself all the time because you know, even being so far removed from the times that we've talked about where it's been like really hard with food, whether, you know, the relationship with food and exercise as women is, you know, it's evolved, it's ever evolving. And, um, you know, I always have to remind myself that like, hello, you are 37, you have two children, like you are doing it, just shut up. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. So anybody listening who's like, oh, I don't, I barely do anything. I've never run a marathon. It's like, who cares? You're still a runner. And if you move your body and you run, you are a runner. Doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. My little sister has run half marathons and she's like, well, I'm not really a runner. It's like, well, yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I I felt the same way when my first 10K, I was just like, "I, I don't belong here. Like, I don't, I don't belong. Like, I'm not a runner. What am I doing here? It's just like, yes, you are. And then after I was done with the race, um, and I'll tell you when, you, like, I know you, you ask about like songs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. song that played when I fi- finished the, the race was so like perfectly emotional that I was just like, I want to cry. I believe in myself. And that's like the stuff of, you know, that keeps like me that's, going. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how big is the Jersey city marathon? You know, this, it was like the first one that they, that they had of this. I don't know if it's like the first of that particular organizer, but it was the first one that they've had in a while from my understanding. Okay. So it it was pretty big. Um, I want to say there were, shoot, I have to look it up. There was a few, a few thousand people there though. I want to say two to three, maybe even more. It was a half marathon and a marathon though. Okay. So that might've been why there was definitely a lot of half marathon runners. Okay. And so did you, um, I don't know the geography of where you live versus where Jersey city is. Was it a like hometown race for you? Did you just get to drive to the start or like take a train or bus to the start? How did that work? So I probably could have just driven. It would probably have been about an hour and a half drive, two hour okay. drive, but it was just like, I want to um, just be there early. Oh, so yeah, I just yeah. opted to get an Airbnb. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would have done that. the same thing that there's too many things that can go wrong in a drive, mm-hmm. like the morning of, if it's anything over almost like, I would say like over ooh, 30 minutes, like even for yeah. early here, I stayed downtown Indianapolis just because I was able to, and it was so nice just not to have to stress about where am I going to park and what's it going to be like and all that. It's just nice to be be close. And so that was your first, are you going to do, do you aspire to do more marathons or half marathons? Like, I guess this is a good segue into kind of what, what's next for you. What's your next finish line and Peloton milestones. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Peloton milestones. I, I love those. I want to keep those going as long as I can, but um, yeah, the, the races, I don't have anything that I'm registered for yet, but I was looking, I'm thinking my next race would be a half marathon just because I had, um, I have like a kind of a bad ankle and the yeah. marathon traumatized it. And it was like very scary for me. Mm. So I'm, I'm terrified to like run again and, yeah. and injure myself. Um, but I definitely want to do another marathon. Like no questions. I actually entered the lottery for the London marathon, which nobody, I don't think anybody got in that, that, that I saw. Yeah, right. Who's running it? Because I don't think anyone got it. Everybody, everyone got the like, sorry, not this time yeah, email. Yeah. Um, I would love to run New York. I would love yeah. to, I would love to run Boston, but you know how yeah, that is. Right. Um, yep. That's, <laughs> I keep older for that. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's, it really is a unicorn race. Like that's just chasing the unicorn hardcore. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm really not against running anywhere. The only races that I've, I'm like on the fence about getting into is like trail running just because, I think it sounds so fun, yeah. but I, I would, again, worry. I'm a very clumsy person, so and I have floppy ankles. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to like break my ankle, yeah. but those seem so fun because they're just distracting and you're just constantly zeroed in. And even like ultra marathons, I would consider yeah. if, again, like I continue to run and my ankle seems like it's okay and I get like mm-hmm. that right balance because I know those actually can take it a lot easier pace wise or it's yeah. less pace focused than a road race is. Yep. And I feel like that would be really fun. And I'm definitely curious like Same. on the logistics of that. Like I just feel mm-hmm. like it's more of a team event. You're you know, you're just around more people. Sometimes you camp and stuff, like depending on how long it is. Right. Some some of those races. So those I'm definitely curious about, but I think that next will be just another half marathon, maybe in Atlantic City. Nice. Yeah. I find half search is such a nice distance because they're challenging yeah. for sure, but not like to the point of yeah injury necessarily. And then, yeah, the marathon just takes a lot of time too, as you, you are well aware. Yeah. I was just looking at your profile because on Peloton, cause you just celebrated 1200 runs. You've done over a thousand strength classes, which is amazing and stretching over 400 stretches. <laughs> I'm so uh, stretching those uh, stretches. And over oh my gosh. Bike. That's a lot. The so. stretches are phenomenal. And I've taken a lot, the stretching and foam rolling, I take a lot of Hannah Corbin stretches, but yeah, yeah cause my hips get super tight. Yeah. So I need to do better. They, it's, oh, it's they're there. They were really just a heaven sent when I was marathon training. I was just yeah. like rolling around on the floor every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm almost, I, so I will be celebrating 300 runs soon. I'll have to, you'll see on Instagram as I get closer and figure out, hopefully I don't forget the last two milestones I had on the tread. I forgot. Oh, like, how do you do that? Lord. But I do a lot of just running because of yeah. the workouts that my coach gives me. So I'll just jump on the tread and then I get off and I'm like, God damn it. And I don't want to delete yeah. it anyway. That's that. But yeah, that'll be soon. So hopefully we can get on a live ride, run, run, not ride together. It'd be fun. Um, okay. So what song was it that played at the end of your marathon or the end of your race? It was If I Lose Myself by One Republic. Um, it was the original version and not like, there's like a more popular version that's like a remix by okay. Alesso, but this was the original version. And I love that song because the bridge of it is like very inspiring. The lyrics are, take us down and we keep trying, 40,000 feet keep flying. 
and it's just like it was so nice that like that's the lift that happened when I finished the race and I was just like oh, oh my god I did it it was just like so nice yeah yeah I love it uh well congratulations on that huge accomplishment finishing a full Thank marathon you. is for yeah not the faint of heart and 1200 runs that's so cool I still am just in awe of that as I said I'm almost at 300 which feels it's like so many, but it's, yeah, there's always, it's, it's all relative, I suppose, but I'm excited yeah. for that. Well, thank you for spending this time with me. I just, as you've heard me say, I love talking about running and I especially love talking about Peloton. There's a special place in my heart for all things Peloton. So I'm so glad that I've gotten a chance to get to know you better outside of Instagram. And hopefully who knows one day I got to get back in New York city and I got to get in that studio somehow. But yes. I don't know. That feels so impossible, but we'll, we shall see. So no, I think you can make it happen. I hope you, I hope you get to for yeah. sure. Figure it out, figure it out for sure. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode with Teddy and I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and happy running. Yep. That's running. Thank happy you. Running. Yep. 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 We did it. <laughs>